when you come into Detroit, we're going to bite a kneecap off. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Did you hear from anybody uh, after your introductory press conference? For all your listeners, I know 100% that biting a kneecap is a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> I promise you I know that. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Today's guests, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport, NBC Sunday Night Football Football Analyst Chris Collinsworth, ESPN College Football Analyst Kirk Herbstreet, actor Michael B. Jordan, and now it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting in the host chair in Los Angeles, California, getting set to finish the week. In the football-loving state of Ohio and these great United States of America, it is NFL Draft Week. What do you think about it? Hit it, Mike Del Tufo. Hit this drop. I've been asking you about for yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's NFL Draft Week. Woo! Yeah. Your mom's excited. We're Here all excited. We go. Thank you. Twice you get it, Rich. How are you, Chris Brock? Hey, bitch. You ready for a new quarterback? That's what it seems like. New England Patriots. Hey, uh, yeah, hey TJ Jefferson, you ready for anything, possibly absolutely anything happening for the Dallas Cowboys? You ready for that? Hey, expect the unexpected, Rich. Uh, all right, Mike Del Tufo. land just a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike Del Tufo's Mr. Drop all of a sudden. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> oh, yes. NFL Draft Week, folks. NFL Draft Week. And here's what's dropping. Here's what's dropping. I do this every year. Oh, so this is new for the Peacock is, audience. Every year. I got the comprehensive research binder from the NFL Network, and every year it sounds even more of a thump. There it is. Oh, the room just shook. There it is. It's over 400 pages long. I, you know, This is what's called a carry-on item for the flight to the <laughs> NFL draft. Um, it's all in this book. The all being all the possibilities that can go down in this year's draft. And our first guest joining us in 18 minutes' time has been, oh, full of scoops. He's been like an ice cream store over the last 24 hours. Scoops. There it is. is. Scoops. There it is. Ah, yeah. There it is. I'll tell you what, man. Ian Rappaport's had a few of them. He's had a few of them. And he's first up. And then Chris Collinsworth and Kirk Herbstreit will help us analyze and look at the All-22 and figure out who's this, who's that, all of that. Michael B. Jordan's Without Remorse, coming soon to Amazon near you. The the great Michael B. Jordan will be on this show. And then at the very end, Mark Lurie, the serial entrepreneur who's helped me raise a ton of money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It is the kickoff to Run Rich Run Week as well. Normally, that's the Combine. And uh, we're long since uh, gone with the uh, charitable run every year for the draft. But this year is a different year, as we all know. So that's how we're rolling here on this show. One of the most nervous men, and I'm sure he would deny that he's nervous, although maybe a little bit of sodium pentothal, maybe a little bit uh, uh, away from the cameras. Not that this camera's in his face right now, but put it all together, and there is one individual who's particularly on edge right now. He, uh, his name is Matt Ryan. <laughs> he's going to have quite the Thursday night, Matt Ryan. Look, we all know, uh, unfortunately, Gardner Minshew is going to be a backup quarterback. We all know the Jets are going to take their new quarterback, and we all know the 49ers are going to take their 2021 backup quarterback. And we will see three quarterbacks go 
one, two, three in the common draft era, as they like to say, for just the third time. And um, the last time it happened is when Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, and Achilles Smith went one, two, and three. And interestingly enough for Achilles Smith, Chris, how many times did I tell you over the last week, I'm going to reach out to NFL Network Research to yeah. see the last time a team chose a quarterback and the top three picks of an NFL draft just three years and four drafts apart like the Jets are going to do. And I did reach out to Jack Andrade of NFL Network Research on the Zoom that we had on Friday after we were done with the show. And as a matter of fact, when the Jets choose Zach Wilson, it will be a record. That's never happened before. Oh, I thought you were about to say Akili Smith. The last team to do it did it over five drafts in four years. It was Cincinnati going from Carson Palmer first overall to Akili Smith third overall. So the Jets are about to do a a first. One that I don't think people would really want to have. But at any rate, the reason why Matt Ryan at fourth overall with the Atlanta Falcons is going to be on pins and needles. And for him, I hope, I sure hope that the night does go that fast for him. And that the Jaguars go fast and the Jets go fast and then the Niners will go fast because they are not waiting for a phone to ring. They're going to make a choice, which we'll talk, talk about with Ian Rappaport because that's one of his scoops. And the other scoop for Ian Rappaport today is Julio Jones on trading block. That teams are calling Atlanta for Julio Jones because they know that there is a cap problem for this team. With the cap being less because of COVID-19, Ian Rappaport calling it in his tweet a brutal cap situation and for cap reasons a trade could not happen before June 1, but perhaps the trade could be done right now in advance of a draft choice, maybe, for Atlanta now and then it doesn't become official in June till June 1. Maybe that's the way it could go. I don't know how that would work because normally a transaction's got to take place on the spot for a draft choice right now, but it That's fascinating. We'll talk about the actual mechanics of a trade like that with Ian. But right now, Matt Ryan is either going to lose his job as a starting quarterback or is going to have the clock started on him losing his job as a starting quarterback or is going to be the starting quarterback for this team with the addition of maybe Kyle Pitts coming in fourth overall. Now that's the jackpot for Matt or maybe the worst of every possible world, you're still the guy. You're not only still the guy, but the clock's already started on you no longer being the guy, and you don't have Julio Jones in the two years that you have left. To me, that's got to be the worst possible scenario Yeah, for Matt Ryan. For sure. Because I don't think he's going to lose his job on the spot. I don't think who they choose fourth overall is going to immediately get the job. He's going to get it cap-wise. So let's just remove that. He still has the job, but the clock starts. We talked about that with Carson Palmer last week. Every possible question to him will be framed with the what about the future until games are played. And then if games are played and aren't played very well, then the question will be how much longer does Matt Ryan have in 2021 to prove it? And that will happen far more often and much quicker than Matt Ryan would like if Julio Jones isn't on the team. Could the Falcons possibly have that in mind? Matt Ryan's got to be sitting here going, what the hell did I do to deserve that? 
And the Falcons could eventually say on Thursday night, nothing. We we didn't do anything. We we had Kyle Pitts in mind all along. And then there's that as the backdrop in all 2021. Maybe he's the next Aaron Rodgers who's at peace with everything until things fall apart. And then you're wondering what the hell was that all about? The Atlanta Falcons are a fascinating 2021 NFL draft team. Fascinating. Because, you know, Julio, remember they had Julio, Roddy White, and Tony Gonzalez? Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. Oh, baby. And Hayden Hurst would be, for me, as you know, too damn good to pass up. And then Pitts can be there for your next quarterback who could be, you know, drafted next year, year later, later on in this draft, never know. Or you go into the free agent market when suddenly your cap numbers open up and you go get a kid or you get somebody young enough. You get somebody who can actually drop in your lap, like Sam Darnold. Maybe somebody was drafted last year, two years ago, becomes the Sam Darnold of 2023. You can't make these decisions now, but you can eventually kick the can down the road and take advantage of somebody's uh, an opportunity that somebody else has presented because of their own issues and take the generationally talented Kyle Pitts. That's what I would do. We'll see what happens. The other scoop that Ian Rappaport has that I still can't wrap my head around, even though I did say what I have heard Last week, that I think it's Trey Lance who's third overall for the 49ers. Not Mac Jones. Not Justin Fields. Could be wrong. I have the magic eight ball right here to prove it. (laughs) It's really just up in the air. Unless it isn't. I can't believe a team that traded all that they traded to go from 12 to 3 is still grinding tape, not knowing who it is. Seems Seems unlikely. I still can't believe it. But Ian Rappaport says the two quarterbacks from which the Niners are still grinding tape, that circle of two quarterbacks does not include Justin Fields. It's Mac Jones and Trey Lance. The first blush, definitely the guy in Mac Jones once that trade was consummated on uh, the draft, the uh, pro day of, of Zach Wilson's. Seems like many moons ago now. And Trey Lance, the kid from NDSU, the Bison, who has got all sorts of upside and crazy athletic talent and an insatiable desire to get better from what I'm hearing. There's not a single human who's involved in the talent evaluation or any sort of coach that's gotten to cross paths with Trey Lance whose brain apparently this kid has not attempted to pick. This is what I'm hearing. And... I just, again, can't believe they made this trade thinking that we're just going to spend the next few weeks grinding tape and we're fine with anybody else. I don't know. Is it possible that Mac Jones was the guy they traded up to go get? And then Trey Lance has got them to go, huh, hold on a second here. That's entirely possible. Is it possible that it's Justin Fields? Of course. But I can't wait to ask Ian Rappaport about all that. And then I, I imagine the sound you hear is, Kirk Herbstreet pounding the table for Justin Fields in hour number three when he joins us. And maybe, just maybe, the fact that 
we're believing it's going to be one, two, and then three quarterbacks, and that means that Justin Fields would still be available for Atlanta at four. And if Atlanta goes Kyle Pitts, or if Atlanta trades out so somebody can come up and get Kyle Pitts, and Lance begins to drop, maybe that's why you're hearing that the Patriots, my colleague from the NFL media group, Tom Pelissero, is saying the Patriots are calling people up to see how he can get in the top ten for a quarterback. For whichever one that does drop and begins to slide, Maybe that's why you're also hearing Carolina saying, hey, we're not picking up Sam Donald's fifth-year option just yet. We're sitting here at eight. I know Denver's sitting there at nine. You want somebody like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or even Mac Jones, you got to come up to eight. Or from, again, what I'm hearing, other people are hearing, and I think Ian Rappaport's going to give voice to it later on, Carolina is telling any sentient, breathing, practicing photosynthesis human being on the planet – they are really thinking hard about taking a quarterback. Eighth overall, Sam's only under contract for one more year. Sure, we might pick up a, a second year, but look, we gave up a you know uh, a two, four, and a six over the next three years for him. That's it. That's all we did. You know, we could take that shot standing if we think there's a kid that we can draft eighth overall right now. We can absorb that hit. It's not like we gave up multiple firsts, like say San Francisco did. Oh, the intrigue, man. Oh, that's great. Oh, the intrigue. You got Miami sitting there at six. Why is Miami thinking of trading out? Well, what if Chase and Pitts are off the board? And they got a choice between the two Alabama wide receivers and Panay Sewell. And that doesn't really intrigue him. But somebody else is really desperate for that playmaker. Certainly since you know the Giants are going to take one at 11 or think that they will. Maybe they want to come up, somebody wants to come up and get six. Or they sit there and they have a choice between Pitts and Chase, which is entirely possible too, if four quarterbacks go in a row for the first time and then Panay Sewell goes to the Bengals. Maybe that happens. So the Dolphins are just going to sit there and wait for the draft to fall to them or trade the hell out. And then you got the Lions sitting there at seven. What are they going to do? By the way, there's still some terrific defensive players that could be chosen. And that's why... TJ's sitting over there hoping that's what the Dallas Cowboys do, but you never know. This is draft week, and there's so much going on, and quarterbacks are atop the draft, and there are teams thinking of trading into the first round to take one. One's already done it, and they made the Super Bowl two years ago for crying out loud in San Francisco. So excited, I can't tell you. I'm jumping out of my skin. Ian Rappaport, Chris Collinsworth, Kirk Herbstreet, Michael B. Jordan, and the serial entrepreneur who just bought the Timberwolves, who helped... uh, Run the run with me. Mark Laurie will be joining us in hour number three. We'll talk some hoops and run rich run with him. Loving it. That's how we're rolling. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Ian Rappaport with all the scoops. will be joining us in five minutes time to put a few more meat on those bones. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. But let's talk a little bit about the new Epic Speed Driver that I'm using. Got a great, great lesson yesterday about weight distribution. Yeah, now and when to actually start, cooking. you know, putting my weight on my front foot. Oh, man, did it take a few hacks at it for me to uh, figure that out. But when you've got an epic speed driver in your hand from Callaway, you just already have that sense of confidence that you know that when you strike the ball, the ball will go far thanks to their jailbreak speed frame AI technology. What basically happens is more energy stays in the driver face and transfers to the golf ball, and more energy to the golf ball means more ball speed and ball go far, everybody. 
New Epic driver just about for every player because they've all got that jailbreak speed frame. Most players are going to love the forgiveness of the Epic Max. The Epic Speed is the fastest Epic, and the better player's Epic is the Max LS, which capitalizes on the tour-preferred combination of low spin plus high stability. I use these sticks. I love them. I will not use any other sticks than these sticks, and you should try them too. Check out the Epic family of drivers at Callaway.com slash Epic. That's CallawayGolf.com slash Epic. We're back right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Ian Rappaport in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, we've got a new writer to put into players' contracts in the National Football League. Do not attempt to catch footballs dropped from 600 feet above the surface by a helicopter right before your alma mater spring game. That's what Gronk did this weekend. Check it out. 600 feet in the air. We're going to have a helicopter drop a ball straight down, and we're going to set a Guinness Book of World Record right here in front of all of you guys. Go, Daddy. Let's go. Oh. Oh, man. You guys think I got this? I'm ready. If you want to give it a shot, we're at 640 feet, actually. All right, I'm ready. Here we go. All right, let it rip. There you go. Now look at that thing spin. Perfect. He's right under it. Oh, Go ahead, drop it. Turn it down. Right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, dude, right through his fingertips. Ready? Let's go, Ronnie. 
bar to another level, baby. Yeah. And I just raise that bar to this level. Yeah. 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 Bear down, baby. Bear down. Round three. One, two, three. Bear down. Bear down. All right, Jed Fish getting it all done there in Arizona with a flex. Let's bring in Gronk from his Patriots days. And in case you're wondering, because I know the way Chris Brockman thinks that you think that was fake, what's to prevent them from just jugs gunning a ball up in the air like it's a punt? It's not really 600 feet down. Too many cuts. There's no GoPro on the actual football. Well, this is Teddy Bruschi. Here comes the ball. And there it goes right into Gronk's arms. That was not edited. There's Bruschi. Fellow alum. Yeah, that's the real deal. Look at the guys going nuts. That's Jed Fish firing up the squad. Gronk can do anything, people. Come on. How about that? That's true. Firing up the crew. Well done, Coach Fish right there. I was concerned. You know what's more dangerous? What's more dangerous? Trying to catch a ball from that or or running towards Gronk as he just Gronk spiked it and trying. That that ball was rebound. I could have caught a kid right in the face. (laughs) Those guys weren't wearing a helmet. At least Gronk was wearing a helmet. That's dangerous. Don't you think? <laughs> but that's that went viral this weekend, so we figured we'll bring that to you right here on Peacock. And we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I want to welcome uh, also uh, our first ever streaming audio partner, our friends at Odyssey, our new partners at Odyssey, um, have, uh, have joined the Rich Eisen Show family of distribution. And we are thrilled for you to go stream for free on Odyssey every day from 12 to 3 Eastern time. And you can also get our podcasts there as well. We're thrilled. NBC Sports Audio, uh, Sirius XM Channel 211 is another way for you to listen to us every day. And, of course, you can stream us and watch us for free every day on our friends at Peacock, NBC Sports on Peacock Channel, after the Dan Patrick Show, leading you to brother from another between 12 and 3 Eastern every day. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. You can join the more than now 255,000 subscribers to our YouTube page every day at youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. This man was like a, uh, uh, he's like a walking Geico commercial, right? <laughs> Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Everybody. If I'm not mistaken, he's already in Cleveland, Ohio as part of the NFL Network draft coverage. Ian Rappaport, how are you? Ian? What's going on, Rich? How are you? Uh-huh. I am currently sitting at what we call the garage set. Okay. Ooh. I'm not sitting in my own seat, so it's got like, uh, we got a big desk for a lot of people with a lot of space <laughs> in between. And then I, on the other side of this thing, got a little chair for myself. So I'm sitting probably in your seat, if okay. being honest. All right, keep it warm. Um, keep it warm. And that's where I'll be ready to roll. I appreciate that. It's exciting, huh? The draft in person. Like, oh. uh, this is... You don't, you know, I, we've never taken it for granted, but the fact that, uh, you know, last year was done remotely and here we go back at a draft site, you're already feeling what I guess I'll be feeling once I arrive there, middle of the week. So cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the draft is always like, you know, people will say to me before free agency, they'll say like, oh man, aren't you excited? Like, no, I'm not excited. Free agency is terrible. I mean, it's great when, <laughs> you know, you break big stories, but there's so many of them that like, it's in free agency is like insanity. It's like a carnival, right? The draft is my favorite thing that we do by far. I love it so much, and I've always loved it, but I must say getting here, getting to do it in person again, I'm literally looking at the stage right now. Uh, the Browns are on the clock for some reason. I can test <laughs> the, the screens and boards. Sure. Um, it's an amazing thing, and I'm so excited. Ian Rappaport already at the draft site, joining us here live on the Rich Eisen Show the Monday, three days until they – 
uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are, are going to be put on the clock. Let's get to some of the reports that you've had in the last 24 hours. I still can't believe that the 49ers are grinding tape, uh, that they made this maneuver without, you know, for sure taking somebody, unless Mac Jones was that for taking for sure taking somebody and Trey Lance has suddenly, um, you know, gotten their attention. Walk us through your report that, uh, that uh, the Niners quarterback search at three overall is down to two prospects, Mac Jones and Trey Lance, Ian. Yeah, uh, so this is, as you mentioned, something I reported last night. And I think something that people have sort of surmised, like I kind of assumed that people knew last week, um, but it sounds like the 49ers kind of really finalized this probably on Friday. And it's like, all right, you know, they love Justin Fields, but he is, from what I understand, not someone they're considering at three. And then it's Mac Jones and then it's Trey Lance. Two extremely different prospects, literally could not be more different. Um, I don't know that they are grinding tape right now. Like, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. And I know everyone sort of laughed and got a, got like a, you know, good little chuckle out of the fact that the 49ers don't know. I firmly believe they have not 100% finalized. Do they have an idea? Absolutely. But, you know, you want to make sure in your building that if you're going to draft a franchise quarterback, and they obviously are going to try to, that everyone's on board. You want, to, you want everyone to be convinced. So I think that is actually what's going on now is trying to build a consensus in the building. They've gotten a lot of information on Mac Jones. They've gotten a lot of information on Trey Lance. They've been in touch with the people training them. They've been in touch with their coaches. Um, they've watched them do the things that the 49ers do on the field. Uh, there's a lot going on here more than just watching tape. Huh. <sighs> So why not Justin Fields? What have you heard about the fact that he's been eliminated, if you will, from the consideration in San Francisco? Yeah, I, I would say, and this is something that I'm sort of like having trouble answering or coming to grips with, because it's not that they don't like Justin Fields. And, what, you know, truly, I've talked to many, many teams that have Justin Fields as the number three prospect when it comes to quarterback. But a lot of teams, I would say most teams, actually, have Justin Fields as the three. So it doesn't mean he's falling. It just means, you know, when you're talking about Kyle Shanahan's offense, they want someone to be able to engineer it and run it like Kyle wants. Um, Mac Jones has a beautiful mind, as they say. He is extremely smart. Trey Lance, extremely smart. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is not at all, because he had got very good grades and is also smart. But on the field... You know, it's all a projection, but we did not see Fields go through his progressions like the others. Um, that is my best guess as to why not Fields, but I don't take this to mean that Fields is falling. It's just probably not going to be with this particular team. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Falcons fans, you got them all freaked out. I'll be honest with you, uh, Ian, uh, with your report that uh, teams are realizing how cap strung the falcons uh are and how julio jones um could be the talent that uh is a cap casualty with the falcons in terms of an acquisition um walk us through what you reported how jones teams are calling the falcons for him and you know is it possible that the falcons either make a move at quarterback and then Tell Matt Ryan you have a small window of opportunity still now to be the starter here, but you don't have Jones? Or, or or what? Like, what is the plan with Atlanta right now? 
Yeah, I would say quarterback is a possibility for Atlanta. Most of the other GMs or coaches that I speak with believe the Falcons are going with Kyle Pitts. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. That is just what, what people believe. I am sort of more in the thought of quarterback for them just because, you know, hopefully you're never up at four again and, like, it's a rare opportunity to get a franchise quarterback when your starting quarterback is 35 years old. Um, but as far as the, you know, the Julio thing, I'm not sure I fully realized how bad the Falcons' cap situation was until, like, so I found this out last night, uh, and then I kind of spent last night verifying it, and I was like, all right, I'll put it out when I get up this morning. Um, and really, they, are, they need to make some moves just to sign their draft picks. Like, they are in horrible shape. And I think that Julio contract, you know, for him, it's a great contract, but it's one of the worst contracts I've ever seen for a team. It is absolutely brutal, hamstrings them. So, yes, teams are calling. They're not going to give them away. It's going to have to be a lot. We're talking about future picks, so not a pick in this coming draft. But it seems for the right price, the Falcons will be open to it. Um, so I think there's a chance it gets dealt. So that's what I was saying is, you know, I was talking at the top about the mechanics of this. It, it can't be like an NBA trade where, you know, Jones is traded, they get the picks in this year's draft, and then the trade is executed on June 1st for cap no. reasons. You cannot do that, right? Cannot, cannot do that. But they can do everything else. So they can do, because, you know, theoretically, like, God forbid something terrible happens to Julio, or he decides to retire, or whatever it is. Um, you know, if something bad happens to him, what do you do with the trade if, if the picks were already used, right? So I think what it is, is you would agree to a trade, you would not execute it, but you'd have all the paperwork from the league, you would use it, do it for next year's draft picks, and then on June 2nd, you would execute the trade. And so, of course, I was like, well, how could you do that? But then literally the same thing basically happened in January, right? I mean, Matthew Stafford and Goffey traded. Then, like, in the middle of March, we go, oh, the trade's official, right? Right. So that's what we, that would be the plan. Oh, my gosh. So you're, I know. It's you, crazy. I, I mean, I, so, like, when I found this out last night, it took me a really, like, a little bit of time to be like, right. well, hang on, like, this really could happen. And it really could happen. But – you think that the Falcons are going to go fourth overall quarterback, but most of the people that you're talking to in the league think it's Kyle Pitts, and yeah. thus to get everyone signed, they might have to get rid of Jones, and Pitts could be like the guy that replaces Julio instead of giving Matt Ryan all the weapons he needs yeah. to actually win in the window of opportunity he has left. Yeah, and you know, I think one thing that's weird here is, you know, again, I don't know if Julio's going to get traded, but the value is never quite what people think, right? So you have a 32-year-old player who barely played last year. He's insanely expensive. Like, yes, he's Julio Jones, but he also has struggled to stay on the field. Um, so the value, it's hard, it's hard to come up with the right value. You could do it, but these are very difficult trades to imagine. Um, but, yes, to answer your question, I think Pitts would basically replace Ian Rappaport joining us from the NFL Network, one of the three draft sets in Cleveland, Ohio, right here on the Monday of NFL Draft Week on the Rich Eisen Show. And what the Falcons do it for, Ian, is so fascinating, not only because of what it means for the Falcons, but what it also means for the rest of the top ten. Because if the Falcons do take Kyle Pitts, as you say, most of the evaluators in the NFL and decision makers in the NFL that you talk to think that's what they're going to do. 
That means two quarterbacks still remaining in first-round grade territory are still remaining on the draft board from five on down, and we're assuming the Bengals don't take one of them at five. So that would be kind of a bonanza scenario for anybody that wants to take one in the top ten as they currently are sitting right there. And or for anybody to trade in, what are you hearing about what our, our colleague Tom Pelissero is talking about with the Patriots knocking on the door of the top 10 to see about trading in? What are you hearing about that possibility? Yeah, I believe that is accurate. Um, and, you know, they're, they're always a team to watch uh, with the Patriots. I and mean, one thing we've, met, we've seen in free agency is for everything we assumed about Bill Belichick, we really don't know anything, right? Like, they went on a wild spending spree in free agency, and that's never the Patriots' way at all. Um, so everyone says, you know, Belichick won't mortgage the future to trade up. Are we sure? Like, Dave Ziegler, who, is, who took over for Nick Cachero as the de facto GM, um, has, I think, brought a little bit of a more open-mindedness, I would say, to New England. They're considering a lot of things. So could they trade up to 11? Could the Patriots trade up? for a quarterback, and have Dave Gettleman for the first time in his life trade out, all of that is possible, according to me. So what about getting into the top ten, though? Are, 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 and in, in terms of that, I mean, this is all connected. Are, are the Carolina Panthers really telling everybody, um, I'm hearing it too, that they would absolutely take a quarterback eighth overall? Yes. Or, or, or you know, Okay, so that's a yes. So... Do you believe it, or is 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 the fact that they didn't sign, you know, pick up Sam Donald's fifth year option just yet, sort of like a head fake that if you want a quarterback that's dropping, uh, we might take him at eight, so you better come up here and go get him. I mean, is that entire or 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 they really mean it? Like they they are gonna get two quarterbacks age twenty three and younger and go for it that way, like for real? The answer to your question, Rich, is yes. To all of your questions, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> yes, they really like one quarterback. My sense, sense is that Fields would be the guy, also because I think he would be there. So they definitely like a quarterback, unless they want everyone to know that they definitely like a quarterback, so the Broncos trade up over them, and maybe the Broncos trade up for Justin Fields. So one of those things is true. I just don't know which. And I think that's what's really fun about the draft. And they both could be true. They could, like... Justin Fields enough and would take him except if someone else gave them an offer they could refuse to trade up. So um, it's still a lot. There's a lot of intrigue just specifically with the Carolina Panthers lost the quarterbacks. No, and I know that, you know, the owner of the, of the Panthers, David Tepper is from the world of, you know, finance and, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend money to make money and stuff like that. And I, and I know that, you know, they didn't give up the farm for Sam Darnold, but a two, four, and a six over two years isn't, you know, you, you can't just go throwing those around, you know, on, on a let's on a one-year look-see. You know what I mean? It's a, that one yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, so you, you do all that to go get Darnold, and you have an introductory press conference, and then, uh, you know, suddenly we like Trey Lance better. Like, you're turning, like, suddenly, you know, uh, the kid from USC is a UCLA kid named Rosen, and they don't even take a year to do it. Like, that makes no sense to me to do all that. Yeah. I would say, so Scott Fitterer, the general manager there, came from Seattle. And Seattle has one of the best quarterback situations, well, before this offseason, but right. had one of the best quarterback situations in the NFL with Russell Wilson. And to get to Russell Wilson in the third round, they signed Matt Flynn, 
They signed Tavares Jackson. Um, they traded for someone, Charlie Whitehurst, maybe. I'm, I'm forgetting the time. But anyway, they took at least three swings at quarterback before they landed on Russell Wilson. I would not be surprised if Carolina did the same thing. So, yes, they have Sam Darnold. Are they set with Sam Donald, a quarterback, as definitely their starter? I would not say that. They are going to keep doing things to make sure they have options at quarterback until they just find the right one. So, you know, whenever people ask about the price of moving up or the price of paying a quarterback or whatever it is, I would say the same thing. It really doesn't matter. Because if you have your franchise quarterback, it's worth literally whatever you paid for it. And I would say for the Panthers, it's worth whatever they want to give up as long as they eventually get their guy. Before I let you go, Ian, um, you know, with all the scoops that you have and then all the news that keeps breaking about the draft that's three days away, um, it's almost as if that Orlando Brown acquisition by Kansas City um, that happened on Friday, you know, happened like three weeks ago. But I know exactly when the Chiefs-Ravens trade happened because it was the exact second I said goodbye on Friday's show at 3 Eastern time. So why would the Ravens send away a protector of Lamar Jackson for uh, essentially what's a second-round pick, you know, and others? What, 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 what happened there with the Ravens and the Chiefs? Um, so this, it's really a crazy, fascinating situation. Orlando Brown made a promise to his late father that he would play left tackle. And that is what he wants to do. And, you know, we could talk about left tackles making more money. True, although right tackles make plenty. We could talk about all the different things. But when you make a promise to your late father, that's hard to trump, right? Um, and Orlando Brown wanted to play left tackle. Ronnie Stanley is an all-pro and one of the best left tackles in the NFL. He's coming back. And I think everybody sort of forgets that, right? Like, the Ravens didn't trade a left tackle. They traded their right tackle. So they traded their right tackle for basically a second-round pick. And I think they think that's something that's replaceable, and the value is pretty good. And if you're the Chiefs and you've got a blindside protector for Patrick Mahomes so he doesn't have to run around for his life, um, that's a trade that makes sense for both sides. I really like the move. I thought it was very clever. And I sort of applaud both of them for having the, um, what would you say, the stones yes. to deal to a rival. And is it entirely possible that the – Chiefs can get Eric Fisher back too when he's healthy or shows that he can actually mm-hmm. return. I mean, is it possible? I believe that ship has sailed. Okay, that ship has sailed. Um, and do we know if uh, Duvernay Tardif is going to come back to the team after spending the year in his uh, home uh, nation of Canada fighting COVID nineteen on the front lines in a Montreal uh, hospital? Is that possible from what you're we, hearing too? We think he is, um, but I would just say I. I don't know. It's, it's sort of weird to say because he was doing something so, so, so far more important. Um, I would say he will have to make sure his roster spot is secure. You know what I mean? Like, he's an older guy. He's making some money. He hadn't played in a year. Nothing's more important than Patrick Mahomes. So even though it's a, like an awesome, feel-good story, I, think, I still think he will have to make the team. All right, before I let you go, Ian, it's always interesting when the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Uh, I know that uh, Jerry Jones is the only one who really knows what's going on along with Steven, and he is. it's already been established. He's even said it on the show that you never know what's in his head only until yeah. he says it. We know that. That was, I think, the Earl Thomas story, I believe, from uh, a while ago. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. So let's put it all together, and what do you think the Cowboys are going to do at 10 with his infatuation, Jerry's? with Kyle Pitts. What do they do at 10 on Thursday night? Um, 
What do you got? I, and I have to run. I have to give a quick answer and run after this. Um, I I believe they will either stay and pick a corner or trade back. I think they are more likely to trade back than not. And if a team, let's say the Patriots, wants to trade up, um, I think that would be a really good spot to do it. Um, so that is my guess, corner or trade back to the Cowboys. Ian, I'll see you in Ohio. Keep my seat nice and warm, will you please? I heard it's supposed <laughs> to rain and be a little chilly on Thursday, so let's do that. Okay? I, would, I would confirm that news. Thank Thanks, you. Rich. Thank Take care. You. Here you go. That's Ian Rappaport joining us from my chair at the NFL draft, or one of them. There's a theater set where I'll be Thursday and oh. Friday night. That's a garage set. There's apparently, I don't know the exact layout just yet. But all I know, Mike Del Tufo, is you do need to put a weather report together. Uh-oh. Oh, for the draft? I'm ready. Yes, you do. I'm in. <laughs> I love Cleveland. You do. Rock and roll. I, I heard it's going to be cold and rainy. Unseasonably cold and rainy. It's the Midwest, man. Yeah. So it means you all have to do is wait two hours and it changes. Yeah, it changes. I know that. So how about all that? Oh. Almost like Jerry Jones is watching my mock pick 1.0. <laughs> Maybe he did do that on Friday. <laughs> i tell you what he Lots didn't to unpack do. right there. <laughs> we'll get to it. And yes, I told you the Padres-Dodgers were must-see last week. What a game last night and more over the weekend. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I got a recruiting story. You want to hear a recruiting story? He's saying Harbaugh's crazy. So I'm recruiting, right, for Cal. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that fire real? It is definitely not so, real. So I'm... I'm uh, it's a television set, Steve. I'm recruiting back in Minnesota, and it's like January, all right? And it's snow, and it's cold, and everything it's like that. It's when you were the HC of Cal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're sitting around at a home visit, right? Family visit. Yeah. So the kid's there, the mom and dad, little sisters are there, grandparents are there, and we're just kind of having hot chocolate, right? Yeah. And so... Um, kind of, you know, we're talking about, let's go to Cal, you know, it's a great school, the best in the world and all that stuff. Yes. And so when you sit there for several hours, sometimes the conversation's good and sometimes it drags, all right? 
So, so it, it started to drag, and I was running out of things to say, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Yeah, right. And so there, it was snowing out, and it was cold, and it was cool. It was just awesome being in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a cat sitting over by the fireplace, mm-hmm. right? Like, just like, like this fire. Just like this fire, fire. When it was a real fire, Rich. Yeah. And it was a cat, and it was all curled up, and it looked so cozy, so awesome. Yeah. And then conversation was dragging a little bit, and I went, ugh. Wouldn't you just love to be that cat right now? <laughs> and and everybody looked at the cat, and just as I, just as everybody looked, it rolled over and started licking himself all over the place. What? I didn't get that kid, all right? It didn't go well after that. <laughs> Kind of went downhill. Oh yeah, but that cat. Oh my gosh, that cat just kind of screwed me over a little bit. And he's like, wow. timing is Looked everything. like it was screwing itself over. Oh man, you're telling me. cozy for a while. Well, I'm double vaxxed. He might be the first guy I hug when I see in Cleveland. <laughs> I miss Mooch. Miss seeing him every day, like we did last time I saw him was Super Sunday. Can't tell. Oh my That's gosh, the he's just ever said the best. I love Mooch. I love him so much. He's part of our draft coverage. Chris Rose who is Mr. Cleveland, Ohio, will be uh, sitting with Mooch for the first couple days as well for our draft coverage. He's so excited, Chris Rose. Oh, I bet. Cleveland, Ohio. And then we see the weather, and it's just like, thanks, Chris. I'm going to blame it on him. (laughs) Absolutely you should. Don't you think? (laughs) Already told Liz, who's still – who's Ms. Ohio State of the Rich Eisen Show uh, family. The Ohio Ohio State. Pardon me. There's still pictures of me in the Ohio State I mean, here that she cut out. That we, they're like Easter eggs. There's still so. Oh yeah, there's on the a set. wheel of like six of them. I can't yeah. even, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I blame it on her too. Thanks for the weather, Liz, in advance. Eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We are back as one big Rich Eisen Show audio family. Sirius XM Channel two eleven Odyssey, our new uh, free streaming partner uh, on audio. Uh, our audio streaming partner, Odyssey. Stream for free on Odyssey. You can stream for free. you seeing us on Peacock every day and then on NBC Sports Audio Channel 211. If you are um, listening on satellite radio, you can listen on the app on both of those places as well. It's great. You can't avoid us is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. And it's really easy, Rich. Odyssey.com slash Rich Eisen. There we go. Appreciate that. Appreciate our friends at Odyssey for for affording this uh, opportunity to distribute the Rich Eisen Show into the millions of years that are on their platform. Uh, so um, I'll take credit for this. I'll take credit for two things because I always <laughs> take credit for things I have absolutely no reason to take credit for. That's also the nature of this, of this, of a chair on a show like this one. I told you. That's what a number of people who say in this business. I told you. And then, of course, don't tell me about the times I told you something I was wrong. Why would we do that? All I know is I bitched and moaned and pitched a fit about the Yankees 6-11 and 11 start, and they won three or four ever since then. Look at that. So you're welcome, Yankee fans. Yesterday kind of stunk in Cleveland, but they yeah, took yeah. three in a row before yesterday's clunker. Yeah, three in a row. Now they go to uh, 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 Oriole Park at Camden Yards, which, by the way, was built by Glaber Torres. It's his house. <laughs> so here he comes back, Baltimore, for a four-game set. I missed that. <laughs> you missed that? I missed Glaber Torres building Camden Yards. Oh, he did. Yards. Brick by brick. And as you know, he's taken them out one by one with the home run baseballs. So here he comes. That's number one. Number two, I told you all, because we're sitting here in Southern California, Rich Eisen Show uh, uh, landmark radio affiliate, the Mightier 1090, 
where people can listen to us all the way from Antarctica to the North Pole. That's how large their uh, their very strong signal. The signal is very strong. Uh, told everybody, Dodgers Padres play. Sit down, drop the remote. Best series in baseball right now. Best rivalry in baseball, and you know what I think about Yankees Red Sox right now. And I know Cubs Cardinals. I get it. I understand. Right now, right now, the man. Padres have got the Dodgers' attention. You could even yeah, say, dare bit. I say, dare I say, in their skulls? Yeah, in their heads a little in bit. In their skulls. Yeah. I just love the way they play baseball. They are gritty. There's no lead that they're, they, they have no fear. They I mean, have it no was 7 1 in the 8th yesterday. Dodgers, the Dodgers may have a salary akin to the gross national product of a middle sized nation in the United Nations. But it doesn't matter, man. Here comes the San Diego Padres, and they're in their skull. Fernando Tatis Jr. Let's just say he's shaking off whatever that shoulder injury was. Has he ever? He hit two home runs off of Cy Young Award winner Clayton Kershaw, two home runs off of Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer. And then in so doing, covered one eye, turning as he rounds first, he turns his back and backpedals towards second, looking at his dugout, covering one eye like Trevor Bauer did, pitching with one eye closed during spring training. Amazing. Then, next time up, or later on in the game, he uses apparently both his eyes to look down at what's going on uh, with the signs. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Whatever he saw, he was allowed to see and glean. That's a fact. And he takes a Trevor Bauer splitter on the outside and pokes it for his second home run. Yeah, and and um, he kind of like hitches his giddy up round in third, and then does the Trevor Bauer strut on the Mariner walk. Okay, does that walk back to the dugout? It was awesome. Love it, love I I do love it. And kudos to Trevor Bauer. Uh, after the game, asked about it, had this to say on the subject matter. I like it. I, I think that pitchers who have that done to them and react by throwing at people or, you know, getting upset and hitting people or whatever. I think, uh, I think it's pretty soft. Um, if you give up a homer, a guy should celebrate it. You know, he, it's hard to hit in the big leagues. Uh, so I'm all for it. And I think it's, it's important that, you know, the game moves in that direction and we stop throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field. Kudos to him for saying that. He's right. He's right. It's a different century now. And, you know, in the same way that you didn't want to see Cam Newton do his Superman stuff and all his dance moves of his MVP year, keep him out of the end zone. You don't want to be celebrated against. Stop your opponent from doing it. Don't give a bomb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a different era now. And certainly the whole concept of actually putting a baseball in somebody's head or putting it yeah. towards their back. I mean, come on now. You're talking about someone's livelihood. We're in a different generation where we need eyeballs on baseball. Because later on in the show, all we're going to do is spend time talking baseball about the seven innings and is there a no-hitter or not. Baseball cannot get out of their own way with their own construct of what their rules are and the controversies that befall them based on what they open themselves up to. That's later on. Stupid. But I just want to talk about this right now. And I just wish, though, I don't know... I don't know if Trevor Bauer watched the film later on because I don't think in his post-game press conference he talked about Tatis Jr. sneaking a peek. But then he he says that, 
and then he tweets out later on, yeah, like a twelve minute hey, if you YouTube want, video. Right, and you yeah. want if you want the signs, just ask. Yeah, well, come on. As bro. if his the second home run wasn't as worthy as the first. And I understand celebration and kind of you know sneaking a peek. That's an unwritten rule of baseball that you don't do. So the unwritten rule of baseball of celebrating, that's fine. But the unwritten rule of baseball of me trying to sneak a peek at the sign and your catch in the, in, in the same way, you know, if you don't want to be celebrated against, then get the guy out. If you don't want the guy to steal the sign or you don't want the catcher to maybe give away the location of the pitch because of the way that he's moving, then use that against the, the hitter. Don't say to, to him if you want to if you want to know the signs, just ask. You got beat. Yeah, that's exactly. my way of saying it too. Yeah. Again, he's not using an Apple Watch or an outfield camera. He's using good old fashioned what old Ross Hadburn probably tried to steal a sign too, right? It's, it's eyes. That's on the catcher, right? Abner Doubleday might have stolen a sign like that. Nice. I'm serious, man. I just wish. Every time Trevor Bauer gets there, for me, it's just he can't still help himself. You know? We'll see what happens in October. Uh, Well, unfortunately, the next time we see it is June 21st, the next time they play. Oh, two months. Come on. It's the only – it's a three-game set in San Diego, and that's the only – First half of the season games left between these. Oh. Two. I mean, look, there's you know they play what 19 times. 19 You've times. already played yeah, seven no. of them, yeah. and the Padres have won four, and they've been awesome. They've been it's been fun. It's been really fun. And there's barking between the dugouts, and they're young players, and there's Mookie, and there's Tatis, and then there's you know Machado, and there's and this is without Bellinger. Yeah, no Bellinger. Seager's been awesome. Fun, fun, fun. And you mentioned his two home runs, Kershaw and Bauer. He's the only player to ever do that. Multiple home runs on back-to-back nights against Cy Young winners. Yeah, that was Jason it's, Starr confirmed it's that, right? never happened. That's like an old gen stat. It is like old gen stat. You know what it is? And, and that's old gen cheating. <laughs> yeah, just a little peek. Just a little peek. Peek, peek. You know, and John Boy had a great breakdown on it because, you know, we follow him. He's been on this show. He had a great breakdown that I – he, when he looked, the sign was already given. He might have right. just seen the way that the catcher was moving to his right, yeah. that the pitch was going to go in that direction. So next time, move that way and then throw inside. Just, just fake Let's him go. out. Just fake him out. I mean, come on. Do it June 21st. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. Chris Collinsworth is coming up next. The pro football focus viewpoint of the draft that we're three days away from. And then Kirk Herbstreet, those are our next two guests and you at 844-204-RICH. And one more thing about Tatis. Yes. Friday's double dongs, double yes. home run night, yes. Yes. was the anniversary of his father oh. hitting two grand slams in the same inning against the Dodgers. Fantastic. Baseball. I love it. And did Tatis Jr. hold up a photograph of his dad holding a baby and he put Trevor Bauer's face on it? I think that <laughs> happened. I'm loving it, man. Great. John Boy said it. He said it when he was on this yeah. show. He said that the Dodgers may win the division, but the team that can actually beat him in a seven-game set is San Diego. And San Diego's first seven games, that would have been a hell of a game seven last night. Oh, Between 7-1 these, comeback. Dude, the, I would see it with all due respect to the Cardinals, all due respect to the Brewers, the Mets. We didn't even talk about what Jacob DeGrom did Friday night. 
I'd 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 pay to see these guys in yeah. the in the NLCS right now. Phillies. What DeGrom did Friday night. I mean, what he does every time on the mound. Because Coop and I and Zam, we have him in our fantasy baseball league. Oh, you do? Oh, we took him first. Oh, oh that's nice a great move, move on nice your part. Move. Dude. He also had the plate, too. He hit two for four, and his average went down. Jacob DeGrom gave up two hits, and he had two hits of his own. Mm-hmm. And the Mets were pulling the same old garbage, which is second and th- first and third, second and third, nobody out, no runs. The big hit came from DeGrom himself. He got the only RBI he needed. Correct. He got himself the run. And then had a career-high 15 strikeouts, retired the last 19 in a row. I'm telling you. He's much watch. He's, I'll say it, man. I think he's Seaver reincarnate. Ooh. He's high, look, high praise. Uh, well, he's striking out like the last nine batters like Seaver once did, where he came close in Colorado. Complete game, got, too. He, complete game. He, he hit for himself in the eighth inning, and the city field people are on their feet because you, that's like a unicorn. He hit for himself in the eighth inning and was up by multiple runs. It was amazing and so much fun to see. He is amazing. And it's Seaver reincarnate because they don't score runs for him. But then it was kind of a... He had to do it himself. It, it was, he had to do it himself, and then the floodgates open. But that guy, I mean, is your Cy Young Award winner again, is what it looks like. He is so special. Love him. Chris Collinsworth coming up in hour number two. We're talking baseball on Draft Week. (laughs) 